Welcome to the Call in America podcast, the one show where your voice matters. Our show was pre-recorded live on YouTube. Join hosts Kelvin and Taylor as they get real about this week's topics. To take part in our show or call in, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube page, Call in America. Now, without further ado, here's Taylor and Kelvin. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Call in America. <laughs> Welcome to Call in America, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kelvin. I'm Taylor. <coughs> and we are Call in America. And we are Call CIA. How you doing, baby? I'm off to a good start. How about you? Hey, you're, I, you know, I'm choking, as usual. I'm choking on some damn wine or some shit like that. Um, what was that sound? I heard like a sound. Oh, I think that's uh, one of our one of our new our guest hosts. Taylor, we've got guest hosts this show. Oh, my god. Do we have a couple? We've got like a thruple. Okay. <laughs> we got a thruple, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, welcome back to the show. We we took like a two week hiatus, took a two week break, and uh, we kind of revamped the show. We were having some issues with. Um, uh, if you guys are out there, go ahead and put your comments in the comments. Say hey, what's up? If you guys are out there, uh, we want to know. If, uh, can you hear us all good? Is the sound good? Um, you know, give us a little little shouty shout 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 shout. Okay, that's how I say TikToks. Tickety tick TikTok TikToks. Okay, let me see. Oh, I think I think we're good. Oh, we got the sound is on point right now. So sounds super good. Okay, so if you guys are out there, share the stream. Uh, we're gonna get right into the show. We got a lot of show to talk about. Uh, we've got three special guests. We've got Brent Whiting, we've got Maddie Steinkamp, and we've got Austin uh, Hinder Hinder Hinderbelt Hind Hinderbrent. I fucked his last name up. He will tell us. He will correct correct us on uh, as Hildebrandt. To what that, Hildebrandt. That's what it is. Hildebrandt. That's amazing. And uh, he's gonna he's gonna let us know uh, what that is all about. So uh, that being said, let's get right to the topics here, guys. We we're talking about Donald Trump. Oh, actually, you're gonna tell us topics. Tell us the topics. No, go for it. Talking about Donald Trump, guys. Trump 2020. We're talking about the reality. Trump 2020. We got Maddie Steinkamp that's gonna be talking talking to us about that. We, we're talking about br police brutality. We have Brett Whiting who was actually at at one of the local uh at the one of the the Phoenix protests just recently. He took a bunch of amazing pictures, and so he's gonna come in and talk to us all about that. And just we're gonna talk about police brutality and just you know the state of police right now. And then um and then we've got Austin Hinderbrook uh that is going to be uh just speaking about kamala harris and uh you know and, and talking about that so and uh, just for clarification it's kamala harris it's kamala all right so it's kamala. like it's like you're saying comma like a comma you put a comma on something and it's kamala and i'm glad you bring that up because it's important to say people's names as this ladies and gentlemen <laughs> like hildebrand um like hildebrand <laughs> You don't gotta you don't gotta shout me out. Okay, you don't gotta call me out all the damn time. All right, so we're gonna bring on our first guest here. I believe he is ready. I don't see that he's ready there. So I hope I hope this works. Uh, this is the first time that we're doing this, guys. So it's gonna be super super exciting. Uh, here are the rules. Uh, your opinion is not uh, your opinion is not right. It is yours. Uh, this show is all about opinions. The phone lines are wide open. Five eight five five zero two seven nine two two. Let's bring in our first. Is he ready? There you go. Let's bring in our first guest, ladies and gentlemen. Let's bring in Brent Whiting. Here we go. You're just going to click that and add him to the stream. Bong. Ladies and gentlemen, we got the one, the only, Brent Whiting. How you doing, my friend? What is going up, fellas? How are you doing? Hey, man. Doing welcome good. to Call in America. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate the invite. 
this is super exciting. This is super exciting. So Brent is awesome, is an awesome guy. You're a local Phoenician here. We're going to get right into the topics, Brent. We were talking about police brutality with you. Yes. And um, tell us a little bit about what happened recently here in Phoenix. So recently here in Phoenix, um, there was a protest um, about police brutality uh, on the eve of Mike Brown's killing, which was uh, the sixth year in now. Uh, of course, Mike Brown was the youth killed in um, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, six years ago, and which sparked off a lot of um, pretty much what goes on now. I think believe even uh, Black Lives Matter had spawned off from it. So uh, there was a protest here. And the special thing about this protest was um, Bruce Franks Jr., who is now a Phoenician, a brand new Phoenician, but he hails from St. Louis, Missouri. He was He went from battle rapper to state representative in his district. Um, he's also an, an Oscar nominee. I mean, he's an amazing guy, a uh, really great great guy to have here. And so this was, uh, Mike Brown is um, what uh, sparked him to get into politics. So this was his first um, dive in Arizona for his first um, speaking protest, like his his protest that was going to be led here. And he was wow. starting from the, uh, the um, I believe, City Hall and then marching down into the cat uh, to the um i almost want to say one pd sorry i, I feel like i've been watching our new york tv shows too many times but over to the police department over here in phoenix and when i wound up getting over there I, um, I was with him earlier in the day so i told him i was going to wind up uh hanging out and you know going in support especially taking my camera and uh you know document it yeah. um considering this was his first um his first led protest here in phoenix which is a big deal if you ever look up uh, bruce franks jr and when I got there, nobody was there. But what was crazy was the fact that once I stepped out of my car, Cameron Toe, I knew I was late. Um, but, uh, you know, I knew that with these protests, they usually keep on going on for a while. Boom. That's what I hear. I mean, and I'm talking two blocks back. I hear another boom, loud booms. I'm like, oh, my God, they're over at the police department flashbanging people. Wow. So, you wow. know, it's one of the things that's common over here in um, Phoenix. So we've heard it before. And uh, so I go on head on over to check things out. And um, it was like I saw the protesters there. I didn't see Bruce there. So I felt that he probably left, but the protesters were there. And what I saw just amazed me. And the fact that I know that Bruce is not a violent guy. Sure. Okay. He's not a violent guy. He will not bring violence to you, but he will bring righteousness to you. All right. And now. he will speak the truth about police brutality and what he's seen, what he's grown up with. Um, and, you know, not to see him there was one thing, but to see them dressed up in riot gear, lined up, protesters face to face. I'm like, OK, where did the violence come from or what were you expecting to happen? And you're and speaking so that about part, that. You're, you're speaking about that in regards to the police coming down. Right. So like the protesters yeah. were down there, they were not dressed in, in, in riot gear. Right. Like, no. You yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Um, when it comes to police brutality and what you see nowadays, you have to ask yourself. Who are the ones that are dressed, ready, prepared, and trained for violence? For violence. And the ones who are only ready and asking for an end to police violence. When you see people, and what's funny is the police will become threatened by, like, I, like for instance, I saw them. One of the shots that I saw, if you uh, look at my photography, is a cop with a pellet. Like He's got one of the pellet guns, kind of like the paint guns shooting. I mean, he is actively shooting at these people. Now, these people are not protected with riot gear. They're not wow. protected with the, with the shields. They're not, 
you know, so he's meaning to hit them on skin and to hurt. Like the whole thing is de-escalation is what we're supposed to be doing. And what I'm seeing here is them just escalating. Of course, you're not going to get people to just run away and go away and forget about you. Yeah. You're just going to bring in, you know, enable a new problem that's coming in. So now here's here's my question. Now, were, were the, you were down there? You saw this stuff. Like, were the protest were the protesters doing anything illegal? Like, were the cops coming out and saying, "Hey, this is illegal. What you're doing, you need to back off," or was it just out of nowhere? They're just coming out, flashbanging people. From what I saw, I mean, I just heard the flashbangs. But from what I heard, the guy that was shooting the gun, another guy was next to him, and I heard, overheard him saying, "That's the guy right there who threw the water bottle." And I'm oh thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking, wow, a water bottle. (laughs) You're dressed militarily style. So you're in military style uniforms, just dressed in black. But if it was camo, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between that person in Phoenix, Arizona, and that person in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. And, you know, you're trying to tell me that a water bottle bottle is what's going to shake you up. That is a problem. And that's where police brutality at its root is an issue because they are not trying to listen to the people they are trained to brutalize them the citizens are supposed to snap back into place and understand their point of view but they're not supposed to understand the citizens point of view and that is an issue well what's interesting to me and and i just kind of want to talk about like all police brutality right like Mm -hmm. police police have this idea that they need to that that they're in fear of their lives right like they like oh my gosh this person was you know i was in fear of my life and that's why i took him out Meanwhile, yeah. you are dressed in you're dressed in bulletproof vests. You've yeah. got a taser. You've got a gun. You've got six other dudes that are that have your back who are yep. all dressed the same. Where is this fear coming from from these police officers? I mean, they're trained. They're trained for this. You know what I mean? And, and meanwhile, citizens are just in shock that they're like, this could be my last time. This, this could be it. This is this could be how I lose my life. And they have to calm the officers down. When did this happen? Like, and like, how how is this how is this a thing here in America? Like, 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 speak on that. You're absolutely right with that. Um, the fact that one side is so trained against another side, and what's even worse to to go to your point. Um, when I went and did more research, because I was wondering what happened, um, I saw online that Bruce had been arrested. Wow! So the one who had led this protest. He was arrested, and there was footage. Um, he gave me a, some access to some footage of them arresting him, and it was just him crossing over the barriers. So they crossed over the barriers. The police had barriers, so they must have known. They ha- he has a reputation, so they were like, oh, this guy's going to bring um, the, the danger over here. It's like, no, he just wants to bring reality to you and not anything Absolutely. in violence. Um but, you know, someone had crossed the barriers like, OK, he said that wasn't part of the plan. But, you know, someone did it. So they went to the front of the police department demanding to speak to someone. And they came out in riot gear as an attack to them, saying that it was felonious. It was a felony for them to be on the steps protesting on the steps of the police department. And wow. that's what kills me. It's like that is a felony in order to walk on the sidewalk and protest something. You know, barriers or not, the police department works for the people of the United States, the citizens of that town or county, depending on, you know, which jurisdiction they're working on. And for them to be so scared of the citizens, so scared of them that they would rather have a weapon on them to shoot them back when all they have to do, one of the easiest things a police person can do is listen to the community that they serve. Come on now. It takes absolutely nothing for you to say, you know what, I would love to speak to community leaders and other people to find out what it is that we can do better. But when you are in a situation where you feel that you're not just upholding the law, but you're above it, 
then you feel like you're in a godlike status and you can do anything because number one, you have the law behind you. Then you have a lot of the people behind you because when you see those black folks or people protesting for black issues, they are not in favor of it. You can't. Hey, man. <laughs> and that's the real threat. That's the real that's threat. The, you know what I mean? That's threat. when you've got white people who are saying, hey, I'm sticking up for this black person. That's where that's where the fear comes into place. Right. Like that's that's the real threat. Yeah. You may be throwing a water bottle, but it's more than just a water bottle. It's yes. the fact that they are that they are not going to take it anymore. And it kind right. of brings you to the, it kind of brings you to Portland. I kind of want to hear your thoughts on Portland because Portland. Yeah. Is adequate. I mean, Portland. I, I believe they're still protesting today. I correct me if I'm wrong in that one. But pro, Portland has been protesting since day one. They had the National Guard or whatever Trump sent out there uh, to them. You know, shooting these these mothers who are pregnant mothers who are forming lines, white pregnant Portland moms. Yep. You know, forming lines, and and then their husbands are showing up with leaf blowers. You know what I mean? Like, yep. that's Long the biggest threat away. in yeah. America uh, against racism today, right? Like, would you not agree? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, Portland, as much as people will complain, here, here's the thing. Since the Mike Brown murder, there have been thousands upon thousands of peaceful protests in the yes. United States. Thousands of them. The media, and especially the ones with an angle, will only report the ones with violence on them. So what it looks like is they will attach violence with Black Lives Matter or whatever protests that have to do with Black rights. And it's like, those are only certain, like a little bit. So when you wind up having people such as white allies getting attacked, then you're starting to see that this is almost beyond race, but it isn't, but it is. It's like, if you stick up for black people too much, you will then be crossed over into this and they will attack you. They will kidnap you. You know, um, when Trump had his goons over there, the uh, the federal people, I mean, r- jumping people and throwing them in unmarked um Man. It's like, this is now the Gestapo. This is what the people who uh, formed militias and are, you know, the the big guys that are training in their backyards, buying all the bullets and AK-47s and and protesting over at the Capitol about not wearing masks. These are the things that people like them should be protesting along with. Come on now. Speak that truth, man. Because here's the thing. And this goes and this goes back to like all the gun. I'm sorry. I'm I'm hogging this conversation, baby. Um, (laughs) This this goes back to the the, the conversation of, you know, these these gun owners, these these rightful gun owners who don't take my guns. I got my gun in case the government ever comes down and tries to, you know, do this tyranny type shit. But here we go. Here we are. Right. We, We We have arrived. We have arrived. We are here and they are nowhere. They're absolutely no to be silent. They're what is that about? They're angry about masks. They're angry yeah. about, oh, these are, are my rights and my constitutional rights. Wearing No, there's a global pandemic going on. And while the global pandemic is going on, they are snatching citizens who are using their First Amendment rights, something that you should be backing. You know, um, they'll back the Second Amendment all day long until, you know, a bunch of people might come in with a whole bunch of Second Amendment on their backs. Um, I know at Mount Rushmore when they wound up doing that with Grandmaster Jay and um, what were they? Uh, it was the I forgot what their name, um, but they had uh, it's a four letter word um, or four letter acronym. I don't know when they came in. There had to be like a hundred black people dressed yeah. in black with yeah. guns yeah. happening. Now all of a sudden, you know, it's like oh, you know what? Uh, you know, look at this. It's it, it's reminiscent of the Black Panther Party and the. Now we got an issue, though. You know, now we got an issue. Ladies you know, and gentlemen, the phone lines are open. Ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are open. Give us a call 585 Call me now. 
we want to hear from you. We want to hear. We want to answer some calls tonight, guys. Uh, you know, Brent has been down there. Uh, talk. You know, he ca he captured legit police brutality happening in live where these and I actually and Brent, what I want to talk to you about. I mean, yeah. what I, what I want you to share too is is the this this idea that like you were there and they weren't going to touch you. Right. Like that's right. that's kind of something that you, you brought up the other day. And yeah. I wanna if you care to share that, like share Absolutely. that experience as a black man with a camera, Black Lives Matter shirt on. Yep. You're kind of like uh you kind of were like the kryptonite. No nobody was touching you. Tell me about that. Nobody was touching me, and I don't know what it is. Sometimes I was talking to my fiance about it too. It's like uh it was almost like I was invin not invincible, but invisible. But I was wearing my Black Lives Matter. I mean, it, you can't mistake it. I mean, it says Black Lives Matter all down my chest. And I'm, you know, wearing my bag um, with my camera equipment on it. And I just have my camera. Now, the first thing I do is when I uh, walk on a scene like this is I go and find out where the press is. So I hang out with them because they're taking pictures, too. But a lot of times, and she, Andrea, hates when I do this. I like to get into the action also. Even though I have a zoom lens, I like to get into the action and get as close as I can. And so I am only about 10 feet away from this guy just shooting to the point where I can hear their conversation over wow. the crowd and they see me, but they don't care. They are focused so much on the people in front of them. And the, I mean, I could have just gone on right in the middle, which is what I usually do. But I was like, OK, let me step on back. And then when they started pushing the crowd on, I was pretty much just like, I can see people actually thinking I was one of the cops. Brent, we got our first call. Let's see what's up. Welcome to Call in America. This is Kelvin Taylor and Brent. Who's calling and where you calling from, Caller? Hey, this is Lawrence in Phoenix, Arizona. Hey, Lawrence. How you doing, baby? Welcome to the show. Uh, we got Brent hey. on the line, my friend. Uh, what, what's going on? Weigh in. Speak your truth. So I was, like, listening to your thoughts about the protest in Phoenix, and I'm kind of sure that it, this might have been the same protest where they kind of everybody migrated towards like the Garfield district or like the I-10 exit off of 7th street. And then the cops just basically like created, like it was like a war zone. It was like super crazy. I had so many friends that were trapped in it and that friends that lived in that area. And it just kind of became like, it was insane, you know, like it was like super unconstitutional, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the things that they were doing, like they were gassing people. Um, one of my friends had to hide behind a dumpster or in like, he hid himself behind a dumpster underneath a box <laughs> to escape the, the cops that were just basically arresting everyone, you know, just and that will, they right? Doing like, anything. They were just like peacefully prote protesting, yeah. you know? But what's crazy about that is, Lawrence, I think the one that you're talking about was a, a protest that happened very early on. Yeah. But the one that Brent attended was only a couple weeks ago. Right, no, it was Brent? like it was like two days ago. Okay. Was a couple days yeah. ago. But what's yeah, yeah. crazy oh, is yeah. that, I mean, even though they're very far apart, but if things aren't getting better, right? They're getting they started off bad and they're getting they're continuously getting bad. So these behaviors are constant. They're not siloed to this one event or this protest are happening across not only Arizona, but multiple states and multiple actions. Well, and they weren't as bad as bad as Portland. No, so, I mean, I mean it's Portland, as bad Portland, as it's still Portland bad. is a whole other level. Brent, are you able to hear Lawrence? This is the first time we're I doing can hear it. Lawrence. Like, yeah, I can okay, hear Lawrence. Very good. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Brent? Go ahead. Weigh in on, on what um, Lawrence is talking about. Real quick. Uh, let me just comment really quick about Portland. The thing is with Portland, they're doing it right. People who talk about the Montgomery bus pro protest um, uh, boycott that uh, Martin Luther King had run, that ran on for 13 months. 
So the fact that Portland is still doing this, that's what we're supposed to be that's doing. That's what we're supposed issue. to be doing. We're supposed to be doing that. So Come never on. let an issue die. So when you hear this, uh, even when Lawrence is talking about a protest on 7th Ave and, you know, people still protest and people may say, God, you're still protesting. Yes. Until they give you what you want and what you are deserving of, you have to keep protesting under the law and under the constitutional law on what your rights are. Absolutely. Never give up. Never stop. And, um, you know, I've been to a bunch of protests out here in, in Phoenix. A lot of them. I've been to a lot of protests. And, you know, it, it always sucks when the the, the the groups start getting smaller and smaller, but then, you know, it takes yep. somebody. The trend goes away. The trend yep. goes away. And so what I want to what I, what I ask both of you guys right now, Lawrence and Brent, Brent uh, Lawrence, go ahead and weigh in on this and then, and then we're going to take our next caller. Why, why do you think why do you think the why do you think the trend is gone in Phoenix? I want you both to answer that. Go um, ahead. Speak your truth. OK. Honestly, I couldn't hear what Brett was saying um through my my like feed um okay very good that's so, good that's good uh, feedback so what brent was saying he just was saying about portland is that uh is that the portland's doing it right because they are they haven't let it go they have not let the the, the protest go they are still protesting and that's how you do a protest and my question to you is is why like why has the trend gone in Phoenix? Like, why is it gone in Phoenix? Why are we not protesting still in Phoenix? Because we had a huge, we had a yeah. huge, you know, uptick of protesting, and now it's gone. So speak on that real quick, Lawrence. Yeah. It really makes me angry because I have a, I have friends that were a part. Like, so I don't know if you guys have heard of Ryan Whitaker. Ryan Whitaker was a really awesome guy who was celebrating his uh, his daughter's graduation having a good time, hanging out with his girlfriend. Yeah. I think they were making salsa and playing video games. And the, uh, his upstairs neighbors called and, and reported oh, yeah. a domestic violence situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. was basically murdered, like straight up. Straight up, right like hands him. down. Hands down right. murdered. You this know, guy was murdered. murdered. So uh, it was it was very, very bad what happened. So, Lawrence, thank you so much for calling in, baby. We should be protesting that, you know. But we should not, be. So we I should be. Shit. I appreciate you, baby. Thank you so much for calling in. We're going to take the open up lines for the next caller. All right, cool. Thank you. Brent, go ahead and finish that out, my, my friend. I mean, let's, let's speak on that a little bit. I mean, like that was a crazy situation, you know? That was. I mean, they lured him out. They gave him – They when I looked at that video, uh, if, I, if it's the one I remember, um, it was pretty much like Simon Says. Yeah. Directions. And when you didn't do – I mean, it was like, what am I supposed to – and then they were like, shoot. Um and, you know, everybody can't protest everything, I suppose. Um, it's only, you know, I mean, you can and you should. Every every death means somebody who should be protesting, but oh, you want to Yeah. Okay, my friend, here we go, here we go. Here we go. Welcome to Call in America. This is Kelvin and Taylor and Brent. And we're actually going to bring in a new caller. We're going to bring in Maddie, St Maddie Steinkamp. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna make this live, my friend. Uh, Maddie, I hope you are ready to join the stream. But who's calling? Where are you calling from, caller? Uh, this is Shay. Hey, Shay. Shay's a regular. We're going to bring on Maddie. How you doing, Maddie? How you doing? Hey, Let's guys. Do that. Oh, here we go. Hold on. Let Maddie. me see. Let's do this. Let's do hey, that. Hey, Brent. There What's we up, go. Buddy? Yeah. All right, guys. So we got <laughs> we, hey, we're, we're doing this live, guys. We are doing this live. So we got Shay on, on the phone. Shay, talk to us. What's going on? Speak your truth. So um, I just kind of wanted to speak to the conversation. Um. I recently had the opportunity to speak with a former police chief, uh, Phoenix uh, PD, 
um, black man. And, you know, we had a in-depth conversation in class about what's going on as well as um, the different things that are at play. And um, it kind of, you know, how people of color, black people and protesters are all on edge because of what cops can be doing. Um, right now, that exact same mentality is going on with cops, except uh, that, like, they're so far to the point where they're not able to kind of stop and realize that they have more, a greater ability to be, uh, to harm the other party because of uh, everything that's going on. This has been a politicized um, event that has very little leadership on either side. So it creates fear, and with fear, there's just like no, there's no thinking, there's no thought process, there's yeah. no um, logic. It, there's very little going on in that yeah. department, if that yeah. makes sense. All right, guys. We got Maddie, who's who just joined the joined the conversation. Maddie, we're going to let you take that. Uh, uh, welcome to the show, uh, BT Dubs. And uh, what are your thoughts? Speak your truth. I 100% agree with her. I think, well, in, in the sense that there's not a lot of leadership. Um, you know, I I don't I don't know what it's like to be a police officer. I have I have I have a lot of family members who work in the uh, public safety area, um, both in uh, sheriff's department, uh, correction facilities and, and stuff like that. And I've, I've had roommates and well, friends throughout the years. Um, and uh, it kind of. Oh. <laughs> All right, we're going to we're going to let Maddie finish his thought real quick. Shay, go, go ahead, Maddie. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I don't know what it's like to, to be a police officer or anything like that, but I, I do see that um, if you look at the numbers, if you look at the facts, if you look at the data, um, there's clearly not enough being done to either retrain or, or stop the issue of the violence that is continuing. Um, there is no mass firings there are no you know there mm -hmm. if you look up these lists there's there's so many uh return uh offenders in these scenarios and you know i do have friends that work in the in in the police department that will say that this is just a few bad apples well then why are they still working with the police department um yeah, yeah. you know like yeah. like like the, the these things that are like uh I, i'm i'm kind of tired of being the guy that is like well, well, why is this still happening? And then the argument back to me is, well, it, that's not everybody. You have to understand that's not everybody and this, and, 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 and you have to understand we need the police that, to protect us. And I'm sitting there going, but nobody is being held accountable. Nobody, yeah. like, like, yeah. like, like people are killing people that are unarmed, that are not breaking the law uh, and they're being fired for it. That's, they're being that's fired what, for and, it. They're being and, fired and, and, and for, then they, and then they can get a job in the same in the city. same fucking thing, man. Come they on, they can get a, a job in the same county and get paid mm -hmm. more to work for the sheriff's department for doing yeah. that same thing. I'm not talking about the good cops out there that come in and, and take care of my wife's store that are awesome to us. I'm yeah. talking about yeah. Yeah. why isn't why isn't the system? I'm talking about why isn't the system 
doing the right thing? Why isn't the system doing the legal process of when someone does something wrong, they have to be held accountable? And that, I think that is, I, I don't think I can say what it's like to be a cop and what it's like to be a victim of these things. I have not been a victim. I'm a white male. I drive around the city just as much as my my friends. And I I do everything I can to follow the law. And I go to these protests. And I don't get beat up. I don't get shot at. I don't get pulled so, over. And so my I friends speak- do. Yeah, so I want to speak about that a little bit. Shay, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and end the call, my friend. Uh, we're learning some new stuff tonight because we have we're doing some new elements. I don't think you can hear what they are saying, and I yeah. apologize. I apologize about I that. Able to hear oh, you were able to. Hear? But I actually got on live and started listening. Yeah, the accountability because I really wanted to speak on. Go ahead, baby. Go ahead, hey. speak on it, baby. Yeah, hey, you're a regular. Go yeah. ahead, speak, Shay. Go ahead, tell us. Yeah, no. Yeah, so like literally. You're absolutely right. There's like a there's a very zero there's zero amount of accountability going on in the, the system, and the reason why is there wasn't really meant to be. There's no any time there's any type of accountability that starts in the police department, it's meant it's met with a lot of resistance, not only by the police force but by the you know the chief. It's also met with a lot of resistance uh, by any leadership, which is um, there's typically like an appointed executive leadership that presides over the police department. And then you have the people who are in the department who've been in the department for a long time. And, you know, they don't really feel that there's a necessary change that needs to happen. So that um, the reason why a lot of people are kind of like, I don't want to go through the reform route is because it's hard. Um, like to get police to change and to, you know, enable a lot of like these mass firings and to enable a lot of discipline is usually met with a lot of resistance. Yeah. Um, And uh, without those, without those simple, very, very simple reforms, that's like, far as um, uh, police actually saying, no, I don't want to handle mental health calls. No, I don't want to do this, that, and the other things, the things that we're not trained to do. And then at the same time, they're saying, uh, but, uh, we're going to go through and when we hire people, we're not going to hire people who are wanting to do the job for fun. We want to hire people who want to do the service piece, who want to um, do the protection piece, because let's be honest, cops are not legally or lawfully obligated to provide protection. Okay, come on now. You have to really, like, you have to do a better job at screening who's coming into the force, and you have to do a better job of managing what tasks are being assigned onto the police officers, and the police officers need to do a better job of speaking their truth rather than, you know, staying silent. Come on now. And not being communicative, like, because that's what we're seeing right now. Instead of, you know, cops really trying to talk to people, de-escalate things naturally like normal people do, we see this aggressive tactic that's been trained to them, that are been trained before they even got to this position, and when they're not disciplined for it, they're not, there's like no, (laughs) like, as you say, like, they can't be disciplined because they'll be resistant, and if you like to, to get the change to happen needs to happen many different levels before we get to the fi- the mass firing before we get to the discipline aspect. Shay, thank so you so much, baby. To, yeah. 
I'm, I'm in love with you, baby. Thank, Thank you so you much. Sure. We're going to open the lines for another call, Abu. Thank you. I do have a question on the accountability piece. And Maddie, you brought it up, so I'll direct the question towards you. You know, we've had a lot of conversations with those that feel the same way. Um, but we've also talked to a lot of like ex-police officers that their rebuttal to that, and I haven't found a way to have more insights or more conversation around this is, well, there is accountability. It's just you don't see it. You're not, you're not in the police force, so you don't see it. But it happens every day. People are held accountable. Cops are held accountable. You guys just don't see it. How do you navigate that conversation to understand that it's still not what we need? It's not where we want to be when we say accountability. Well, I, th I think first it starts with legislation. You know, we have to create the laws that uh, that would uh, hold them accountable. I mean, right now, um, you know, there's there are several states. Uh, I, I believe Arizona is one of them that uh, that it is you, you, it is not a mandatory murder charge uh, if you kill somebody uh, in the line of duty. Um, wow. If they're unarmed, if they're unarmed, it's not it's not it's not the same laws that uh, apply to a civilian. Um, that there wow. are several laws in, in different counties that allow um, if 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 a citizen holds an arrest um, that they could even uh, not get a murder charge in some instances uh, if they fire and kill somebody uh, that is unarmed that uh, has not had a chance to go to trial. Um, there, I think that the, the issue is we're, we're in the wild wild west still. You know, <laughs> Come on now, we, we have speak we that truth, baby. Them. You know, uh, the Republican uh, majority in the Senate and the and the House of Representatives in the state of Arizona for the last 20 years have been deregulating, um, making it easier for guns to be purchased unlawfully, uh, finding ways to uh, de uh, deconstruct our education and our healthcare system, um, and and our Social Security and our Medicaid system, uh, so that the people that are most vulnerable. Um, also are like praying and, and like begging for some type of resource. What happens mm. when you get past the chance of begging? You turn violent, you, you, you do anything you can to survive. And so now we're seeing that repercussion of people in survival mode. You, have, you see that repercussion of, of the, the, the far left and the far right, you know, arming themselves. Um, you see the, the repercussion of fear in police officers What's interesting is this: police officers in Phoenix, Arizona, are more afraid of a of a group of people with hands a in the water air, bottle. yeah, with water bottles. Than They're they afraid are of white people, mil guys. Militarized white people with. They're afraid with of white people. Literally, semi-automatic weapons at the Capitol. Like Come that, on that now. That is the most Come on interesting now. thing about what's happening right now, and I don't understand. I I have several family members who are. Democrats or independent or libertarian who are completely against, you know, the the police brutality are for Black Lives Matters and have and absolutely don't understand that same scenario as well. That that why why are those things treated completely hey, different? Come on now, speak that truth, ladies and gentlemen. Before we so. before before we move on, Brent, tell us where they can find you, my friend. We're going to get you off, and then we're going to get All we're right. going to we're going to transition over to Trump twenty twenty, my friend. Tell us where they can find you. No doubt, you can find me, God. Anyway, if you want, <laughs> you know, the easiest Tomorrow way is to look me up on, <laughs> all right, um, look me up on, um, I think it's Instagram at uh, Brent A, I think it's Brent A. Whiting and Twitter at Brent, it's Brent Whiting, something like that, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> your your, your links are in the, 
This is the Brent Whiting hat. <laughs> I, I'm in love with you, Brent. Thank you so much for joining the show, Thank baby. You, Brent. Thank you so much. Thanks for the Have invite. Yes. Yes. You're right, you take it easy. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right, Maddie. We're going to transition, man. I want to talk about Trump, dude. I want to talk about Trump. Uh, welcome to the show, Maddie. Uh, thank you for speaking in on the on the police brutality stuff. But I want to talk about Trump 2020. We got come on, call him. Uh, Kamala Harris. It's a comma, comma, Kamala. All right, it's like comma and then a la. So speaking to baby, like Mamala. Hey, Kamala yeah, like Mamala. Like what do you what, what do you got to say about have, it, baby? We're, we we are gonna have we are going to have the first female vice president wow! in the history of the United States. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen. Now hold on, Maddie. If I if if I may. If I may, because you and I we debriefed a couple of days ago, yeah, yeah, and we and we both was on the same page about something. Now, now it's sounding a little different in your tone right now. Can you tell the people what what you believe in now? Tell the I truth. Think Speak that, the truth. I think that Trump has the best chance at winning. I you think do, Trump, you do. Okay. I okay. think that Trump has the best chance at winning, and for the last three, uh, three chances that I've. I've seen in the last three voting cycles, the underdogs have been winning. The up and comers, the ones that are fighting for every vote, the incumbents have been okay. losing. And I'm talking about 2016. I'm talking about primary yes. stuff. I'm talking about, you know, like like small elections, but I'm just seeing a trend uh, that, uh, you know, I, I, and this is the other thing. Uh, I don't count anybody out. I think yep, that Trump yep, is, yep, 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 yep. And, and you and I were talking about this on the phone. Uh, hey, I, I got much to say I, about this. I got much to say. I Go do ahead. Not, I do not, I do not disagree that the Russians are helping Trump. <laughs> I, I do not true. disagree. Speaking true. Speaking true. I do not disagree that foreign powers yeah. are currently finding ways to manipulate media, to manipulate social uh interest things um and in and in doing so i also feel that there are more uh more powerful uh international inter international inside uh the, the nation um online militias Come that on. are actively pursuing misinformation and a, a, a great i mean we've we've seen it all during this pandemic you know, the Breitbart put out, you know, these doctors that, that all of a sudden have a cure. We have we have this uh, this all of a sudden that there was uh, that, that 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 Antifa is 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 going to is, is now the terrorist party that is has infiltrated the United States, even though that white supremacist militias are the ones being arrested for all the mass, you know, uh, right, destruction right, kind of right, stuff. So right, it's right, right, right. You know, misinformation is is it's we're we're in it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. So prior to, pri listen, this, this, this is what I've always said is that, you know, I just want to first of all go out and say again that I walked away from the Democratic Party. I, I'm a black man. I, I woke up one day and I said, you know, and you know who helped me do that was Biden. Biden said, you ain't black if you don't vote for me. And I just said, I'm done. I'm done. I, that, that, that makes no sense to me. And this is what this man is saying to me. And it's just like Trump saying, you can grab her in the pussy. I'm not like one of the, the women who said, oh, that's fine. He can say that. I'm still going to vote for him. Nope. When Biden said, I'm not black if I don't vote for him, I walked away from the Democratic Party. Now, that being said, I, I realized a lot of stuff about the Democratic Party, about the Republican Party, and just about this entire system, okay? What I, what I realized is that the Democrats, for, it's from my, this is my my opinion this is not the pain of the show. Democrats are so emotional. 
right? And and, and what's crazy is that is that the Republicans have always said that the, the Dems are emotional, emotional. And I used to be one of those people. And then I realized once I stepped away from them that yes, they are. And a lot of times they're the most racist people, uh, Democrats, and and these you know these these hardcore liberals. Baby, no, you you don't care about black lives. You don't give a shit about black lives. And what I realized on top of that was that Trump knows how to win. Trump knows how to win. Trump knows how to play the emotion of the Democrat to get us all riled up, get us all riled up. So that focus on the goal, unfocus on the actual goal of winning. Yeah. And then meanwhile, yeah. and then meanwhile, Trump is working. Trump is working in the background. And so that's why I was like hardcore. Dude, Trump is going to win again. He's going to win again. And I said, Biden's only chance. And the only way he's going to get my damn vote is if he puts a black woman as a VP. Bottom line, my whole biggest thing is you have to – what the Democrats fail at doing, and we do it every single year or every single election year, is uh, we we fail at bringing up the black female voice. When you bring up the black female's voice – and I'm going to speak to your underdog comment. When you speak – when you bring up the black female voice, you bring up everybody because the underdog mm -hmm. is the one that we need to invest in. And the underdog in America is black women black uh, uh uh female and trans women bottom line those are the underdogs and so when you don't vote like like you are one of those or for one of those you are not you're voting against your best interest and that's what democrats do and so when he brought kamala harris in you know what i just said i i still think that trump has the best chance of winning because he's really playing this game i mean he's doing things now he's like he's like He's like forgiving student debt until December. He's bringing back the uh, unemployment thing. Well, that's, all, looks, that's all a ruse. That's all. It's a ruse. A, it is no, but it is. Yeah. But but again, yeah. he's it's good great. at it's really winning. Great. It's really he's great. good at winning. It's a show, baby. Yeah. He's putting on a fucking show, and people are entertained. And so he's he's good at winning. You know what I mean? And so it's interesting now that Kamala's in there. I'm just like, listen, I I want her to win. I I want I want I want to see her smile. On you know uh, inauguration day when she fucking when they pass that shit over and it's done and done you know I I want her to win dude so not I mean I want her to win for being the underdog but she also just has really great ideas I was watching her on oh, she does Medicare for all I was yeah, like she yeah. does this makes sense she does so much sense of like how she's trying to make it not only public and the public offering but she's also trying to make it a private sector so all insurance companies would have to go through Medicare for all. And it's just making sure that's governed, that we're not profitizing I'm with it. healthcare. And it's like, I'm why with does it. this? This totally makes sense. And every time I see her, every time I see her talk, whether she's doing something simple like cooking or in a uh, very serious interview. It's her damn smile. Yeah. I'm like, girl, smile to me. <laughs> smile to me. All right, my friend. I want what I want to hear from you, Maddie. And then we're actually going to bring on Austin during your segment. And we're going to talk, we're going to talk about Kamala. Um, what I want to hear from you is that like, so so what is this idea Kamala. that uh, Kamala. I'm sorry, Kamala? I, my, my wine's kicking in, so excuse me. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh Kamala Harris, uh, I want to talk. So there's so let's talk about the cop issue with her, right? Because she she used to be, she didn't mm. used to be a cop, but she was like a head like like she she was taking care of cops for a while. So I want I want to hear your thoughts on that. And I'm going to bring in Austin and then we're going to talk. We're going to talk about that as well. Go ahead. Speak your truth. You know, she is the first uh, black uh, attorney general in California. Hey, um, she, hey. she's fought. She's fought. She's fought all odds. Uh, yes, I, I do think that uh, there are a number of people in my circle Um who have brought up the fact that uh, you're just putting a cop in, in, in the vice president position. Speak so on it. Speak on it. I, I think, I think it's, a, I, I think I was talking to my friend, 
cash the other day uh, from the stakes, the hip hop group. And uh, speak on it, baby. To me, he said that to me. I said, I said, well, wouldn't you want to have that person to never have the chance to put anybody in jail again? And hey. you only want that person to be able to get people out of jail. And so if you think about it, like the veto powers or like the, the uh, pardon powers that, that come along with presidencies and stuff like that, I think that, you know, she's already proven that she's had a change of heart and a change of focus uh, from all of that past. And I think that we have a, a, an actual leader uh, in her yeah. that is going to move forward and and I, you know, here's the thing: Joe Biden and her both have come forward and admitted how they've how they've changed their views on their past. Come on, like Joe come Biden. Come on, baby. I, I think I think this is one of the biggest differences that I've seen in the last few years with the Biden moving up in the thing is that he's been criticized by his past. You know, he made you know uh, pro you know uh, force kind of laws uh, when when he was in office. And he's come forward and said that those were wrong. Those he's are come wrong. forward and said that he has made mistakes. When has Trump that, done that? When has Trump I, done I, that? I I I don't want to give. I, I'm I was not, I didn't vote for for Biden. I I voted. Neither for, did I. <laughs> I voted for Elizabeth Warren. So I, I, I voted uh, for and, and, Kam- Kamala. I voted for Kamala. The, the only reason why I didn't vote for uh, for Kamala was because she wasn't. She she had already. Uh, stopped before our primary. That was the only reason I get, why. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, I, I was, I, I was Harris all the way. Um, what we have in in Kamala Harris is an actual leader. Um, we have one of the most educated vice presidents in the history of America about on, to be baby. elected. Uh, Come we on, have baby. One of we have one of the most amazing. Like, if you could pick a more perfect person to be vice president. It'd be someone that would be on the intelligence committee of the hey. United States Senate. It'd be someone that's been on the judiciary committee in the United States Senate. It was Come someone that now. would have a complete understanding of the law so that if our president has any questions on whether this is going to break the Constitution or we're going to have to spend millions of dollars a year like Trump has done with the Supreme Court breaking laws and unconstitutionary executive orders, if we would have had someone that understands the law like Kamala Harris does as a vice president, we wouldn't be in a pandemic. We wouldn't hey. be in in this crisis of trade Woo! wars with our with our with who were our allies. Um, we wouldn't be banned from ninety five percent of Jesus the major countries in the world right now. Christ, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you you can't you if you look. I don't think you can look at her past as a negative at this point. I think you have to look. I at want her to speak on her say, past, and and say and say what have we? What has she learned from it? What have we learned from it? And is she ready to move forward? And yeah, by all accounts, she has said she's ready to move forward. And the progressive movement has led her there. Ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, joined joined to the stream today. We have Austin Hinderbelt. Hinderbelt, not even close. All right, I'm going to stop you there. I'm I'm sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Tell speak your truth. What is it, baby? Kidding. It's Hildebrandt. It's Hildebrandt. Someone in my family got slutty with a German. So okay, it's right there. It's right there. (laughs) We have Austin Hildebrandt, who is uh, who's got an amazing podcast that that he's going to talk about in a little bit. But um, you know, welcome to welcome to the conversation, my friend. We're talking about we're talking about Kamala Harris. I got that name right. We're talking about Kamala yeah. Harris. And uh, what are your thoughts, man? You know, speak your truth on it. Oh, God, I have a lot of thoughts. I want to say thank you so much for bringing me on here. And Maddie, Welcome. thank you for being on here as well. I love your voice. Every I was literally, look at this. 
look at this notepad. Just all yes, stuff yes, yes, <laughs> um, yes. Because there were so many great things that I love that you said. Brent was amazing, and I, I, I really, yeah, like he's such a hero for going out there and taking such amazing photos. Huge. So, um, I have a lot to say, but I will try and condense it as best as I can. We got 15 minutes. Um, Let's go. Great. So as far as Kamala, um, oh my God, I did it right. Um, um, as far as, um, Harris, I, I do believe that she is the best selection that he could have, that he could have uh -huh. selected. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really loved your underdogs win comment because every single time that there's been like an inflated or inflammatory administration, the underdog always gets in there and wins. Yep. Um, at least from what I've seen in my 27 years of life. But um, I wanted to say like, I was devastated when she was running for president and she dropped out. That was my girl yeah. um, from the start. I loved her ideas. Yeah. Um, oh, immediately from the start, um, from the start. Me and my fiance, Brandon, were like, do we have to like, are we going to campaign for her? Are we going to go out into these streets and campaign for her? Mm. But I was devastated. Um, I thought when she dropped out, I was like, she's a, a phenomenal selection for attorney general. I, she would replace that human sandal, William Barr. Um, and I think she would be a phenomenal selection if she wasn't vice president, um, or the vice president selection. But I really like to ask questions um, in regards to the people that are like, she's a cop. And I have um, something to say about that. Yeah. And I do sure. agree. There's, there's a difference between accountability and responsibility. The difference is, is accountability is solo. Accountability is with yourself. Responsibility, you're including a bunch of people. And I think that she's done both. I think that mm -hmm. she's aware of those, of those people that are saying, you're, or we're mm -hmm. just going to elect a cop vice president. But to that, I say, imagine being a black woman in a Come white on. man's professional world. Come on now. Speak that truth, baby. Imagine Come on. That. Like, Come you on. can't. You won't. Come because on. when a black woman goes in into a white man's professional world, she's here you to gotta fuck play shit the game. Up. She's here to fuck shit up, but she also has to play the game. You got to play the game. And you got to play the game, baby. Come on now. To, we have to defend her. We have to protect her. And this, yeah, I, she wasn't my, like, I mean, she she was my first choice as president. Yes. Presidential, yes. But yes. I mean, this administration was not, I mean, Joe Biden was not my first choice, but the fact that he stamped Kamala on there, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm You're ready to for go. Kamala. So I want to, I want to speak. I want to, I just want to chime in real quick. Cause I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so, I actually was in a conversation with my mother about this the other day. And, and, you know, and I said, you know, the only, the only way Biden's going to get my vote, cause I was going to vote for the, the woman, the independent woman. There's an independent uh, woman that is running for president. I was going to vote for her because Joe. I'm only, yeah, exactly. I'm only going to vote for, I'm only going to vote you know, towards my values. Right. And I'm always going to vote for the minority. I'm always going to vote for the woman period. I'm, I just, it just is what it is. And so I, she was going to get my vote. The only way Biden was going to get my vote is if he brought on a black woman. And for me, it had to be Kamala. So he did it right. Now here's the thing. Of course, Kamala did some shit that, that may not, may not look good. She is right. a black woman in America. Do you not think she has, she had to play. She didn't have to play a fucking game. To like get to where mm -hmm. she is. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. No. Do, do, do you it, not? Girl. Do you not think that she had to like play the game to get to that level? You know what I mean? Like we have to. We have to give. And I'm saying this to black people. We have to give black people the benefit of the doubt. We got a. We got a next call, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Call in America. This is Calvin Taylor, uh, Maddie, Austin. and Austin. Who's calling? Where are you calling from, caller? Hi, uh, I'm Judy. 
Squeer, and I'm calling from uh, Tucson, Arizona. Hey, baby, how you doing? What's your question or what's your thought? I, I just had some thoughts. I You guys are talking a lot about, like, identity politics, and I love identity politics. They're one of my favorites. But, like, when picking a leader, I don't think it's the most important, like, aspect to them. I, I, I'm looking at their policies. And Kamala, honestly, wavering on Medicare for All was a big, like, off point for me. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm glad you brought that up. Glad you brought that up. So what, so what do you think? What do, so what do you think? Like, so, so weigh in. Like, are you, does, does she have your vote? Does Biden have your vote? Like, what are you going to do? Oh, I mean, Biden would never have my vote, uh, ever. Like, I don't vote for rapists. Okay, okay. Speak your truth, uh, baby. Speak uh, your truth. Speak your truth. I would definitely vote, uh, like, down ballot. Uh, I'm just not about picking the lesser of two evils whenever it comes to, uh, uh, like, and uh, I believe if we flip the House and flip the Senate, then uh, uh, either way, it's going to be fighting. Uh, like, Biden's not yeah. going to pass Medicare for all. Biden's not going to be, like, uh, uh, so like it's it's whatever to me like uh, uh, either way it's going to be a fight either way like uh, uh, but if Trump wins like the neoliberal folks aren't going are less likely to like fall back and uh, into apathy uh, and and into their white silence hey into like all of that shit like that is something that I'm really scared about if Biden wins like everyone just stops fighting stops speaking out stops like uh, uh, working towards bigger solutions. Thank you so much for your call. I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. What are your thoughts, guys? Weigh in. Let me, can I, if you don't mind, Maddie, I just want to jump in real quick. Um, I, Judy and I were actually speaking on Facebook the other day. Some will say speaking. Some will say whatever they want, whatever perception. But I invited her to oh, come on the show. Oh, awesome. Very good. Oh, um, sweet. And sweet. I'm so, so, so glad she did because I wanted to actually hear what she had to say. And there were like, 96% of what she said, I completely validate and agree with. Um, as far as identity politics, I agree. Um, I think that they are important. I think that we should speak about it, but race is not uh, uh, is not political at all. Um, it sucks because it starts to look like tokenism. And I had to learn a lesson in tokenism. Did Joe Biden just choose her because she's black or did he choose her because of her idea? Oh boy, let's get and into it. Let's get into is, it. That is, that is a slippery slope. That is you know, really, really, really. I mean, he did. Navigate. And yeah, if we have, we have to admit it, he did. And he did. <laughs> I mean, he and, he, that, and he should have, and he should have. And he, but yes, he should have. Does that negate her ideas? Absolutely not. Does that negate no. how great she is as a speaker and, and as a person who debates really well? No, I'm not going to negate her because she's fucking phenomenal. But I do agree with almost everything that Judy said um, in regards to, like just liberals in general um, in regards to um, there was one really good point and I should have fucking wrote it down, but Maddie, go ahead. Sorry. Maddie, I'll, go I'll speak way in. I mean, she said it though. Uh, you know, flip the Senate, flip the Congress, you know, there we go. That was uh, it. Especially, especially in the state. Like, uh, you know, we have, we have, we have a chance to uh, have for the first time in Arizona, two democratic uh, uh, senators uh, and Mark Kelly, by all means, uh, is is the right choice for for Arizona for Democrats right now, um, and he and he can beat Martha McSally. And in two years, uh, when Kirsten Cinema's seat is up and Doug Ducey runs against her, she's oh going to beat God. him. 
you know, and 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 and, and she just I, failed. I, Come on, Doug, and so no I, I really, I, I really feel like. I really feel like she she said something that I think is the most powerful thing. I've been telling all my friends this. I said, I said, the most important race right now is Mark Kelly. I said, I said, if Mark Mark Kelly wins Arizona, um, we have a different, we have a totally different landscape uh for the next four years. Um, and that's that's my biggest thing. I I I I I agree when I, I have two things and, and I, I I've got I've gotten set straight on this and so I just want to make sure I want to say this straight. Please I do. first believed I first believed that uh, I wanted to go out there and, and tell people, hey, vote vote for whoever you want. I you know I agree with you. It does look like it's creepy Joe sometimes. It does look like it's this bad Absolutely. thing, you know, and, and okay and Kamala Harris, you know, maybe did put more black men in jail than she did white men. Okay. But but what we're looking at right now if everybody can just take a step back from all the the humanitarian personal uh, on the street stuff right now, and we're just about to face the biggest crisis in the history of the world, which is water. Water is being polluted, and there's only one person that's polluting that water. So regardless of what we all think of anything, we're not gonna be able to drink water in Arizona in the next 10 years if we don't get Trump out of office. That's a fact. There's no way around it. And as far as I've seen, the the interest groups have gotten a hold of Biden Harris and said, you're gonna, you're gonna campaign on environmental justice and you're gonna do this right and you're gonna pass environmental laws. And all the other stuff can come later. We're not gonna live unless we don't have water. Okay. Okay, Taylor, do you have any thoughts to that? No, I'm good. Okay, listen, this this is what I want to say, my friend, and uh, and then we're gonna finish out the show with Austin. We're gonna finish out the show with Austin. Austin's gonna do our three things. We we're at seven fifty five, guys. We, we we had an amazing show. Our time, um, wow, impeccable. It, it, well, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Austin, show guy. So I like them. So great. I, 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 you I like you, Maddie. Thank you. You know what, Maddie? Maddie, tell us where they can find you, baby. All right, so uh, right now you just gotta go and search for the film La Morena. Uh, my partner, Peter Juarez, just put the film out. It's about ending fam- family separation. You can go to mangoskiesfilms.com and see any of our films. Um, we are making films for the people, by the people, uh, to create a better society and more inclusive society for all of us. Um, I'm so thankful that you both had me on. Uh, I oh! love you both. And uh, thank you so much. This was awesome. Also, thank you for uh, being on. Yeah, you know, just just follow, 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 follow everybody. You know, like yeah. uh, they're, 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 you know, we're all we're all trying to do things, and also just the word of the year is flexibility. You know, we got to be flexible. Mine is triggered. I mean, mine is triggered. <laughs> my, my word, my my twenty twenty word is triggered. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us, thank you baby. Uh, thank life you. is good. Love is real. I love you. Bye, thank baby. You, and then we have Austin, baby. What's How you up, doing, Austin? boo? Hi. Hey, I'm in love with the black background. Let me know, tell right? you. Oh my god, this whole thing—it's a bad sheet. Oh, like... stop it! <laughs> don't give away your secret. Don't give away oh, your damn you secret. Gotta be, you gotta be honest, even if it was a trash I, we're bag. Gonna, we're gonna do that here. Oh my gosh, that looks so amazing. I hey. love. It's like so. It's so, like so fabulous. It's literally Austin. held by duct tape. So, Austin, <laughs> um, here's what I want to say to you, my friend, is that. Yeah. Um, I'm trash. I, I, I was no, God, no, no, no not at all. No, not that. Um, okay. What I was going to say to you is this: is that I, I was totally, I was totally on the topic of that Trump was going to win 2020. But you know, you and I talked about this earlier. Is that like now? I'm just hopeful that Kamala 
uh, will win. So what I want to hear from you is this like, you know, like, wh- like wh- why do you, why do you, why is it important for you um, to have a, a, a black VP? Why is it important for you for, for these guys to win? Like, like, like where's your head at in all this? Um, well, I wanted to touch on what Judy was saying earlier. Please do. Please do. The fact that she will not vote for a rapist. And trust me, like, I don't. Let's speak on that. Let's speak on that. Discredit her. And I think that that's something that we should bring up. It's valuable. Yes. Every single day we should bring it up. He needs to speak on it. He needs to either. I don't think an apology is really necessary, but at least admit it. I think in a way that in a way that will represent truth to power, it's almost kind of like tastefully shaming yourself and being like, this is what happened and I can grow from it. Yeah. Whereas we have an actual rapist in office and he's so unapologetic about it. And I, but I get it. Judy is not wrong and she doesn't, I'm not going to treat her like garbage because I'm glad, you know, that that's, I'm not going to do that. I want you to scream it from the top of the rooftops. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. If that means you don't vote for who I, you know, who I'm aligning with, with Kamala, that's fine. That's totally fine to me. What I won't tolerate is you being like, I'm just going to throw my vote. You deserve nothing. If you, if like you are. Well, let's talk about that. Let's okay. Since you brought it up, let's get into that. Let's get into that because mm-hmm. here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And, and this, and this is where Democrats have to, we have to stop being, because I, I still secretly identify as a Democrat and I, and, sure. I, and I hate that. I hate that, but but it's in tuned in me, right? right? I walked away. I'm an independent, but I still identify, you know, secretly down under, down under. I'm I'm a Democrat. <laughs> here's here's what we have to stop doing as Democrats is shaming each other, mm-hmm. and 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 putting all and, and putting and putting all these uh you sh- and, and, sh- and stop shooting on each other. We have to stop shaming and stop shooting. Okay, mm-hmm. we keep shooting all over each other. And the thing about it is, is that we cannot do that because the reality is, is that the Democratic Party is heavily flawed. Oh, heavily yeah. flawed, heavily flawed. Yes. There are more racist, there are more uh, uh, sexist, there are, there are more homophobes in the Democratic Party than in any party that, that I'll ever speak of. I don't give a shit about the Republican Party. I'm going to tell you right now. Right. I don't care. That's not, that's not my bag. I don't, Trump doesn't scare me. Racism scares me. And you know where racism mm-hmm. breeds is subtly in the Democratic Party. So yep. the reality is, is that we, we as Democrats have to start looking in the damn mirror. mirror. So where Judy is right is that, hey, if she doesn't want to vote for rapists, baby, don't, d- Judy, I'm talking to you. Don't vote. Yeah. Don't vote because because and, and listen and listen and you not voting is not you voting is not you voting for Trump. And we need to stop saying that because the Democrats have to do better. We have to do better as a party and and, and, and make people earn our vote. We got to mm-hmm. earn our vote. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and we're not doing that right now. And it's nobody's fault if that's not the case. And so I, I, I want to speak my truth and say, you know, the shaming of, of people who, who choose to not vote, because honestly, I was one of them. I told you all right now I was Biden did not have my vote. You know who had my vote was the woman. Yep. She had my vote. And, and I didn't give a damn if anybody thought different than me because that's that's it is my right to vote it is my right to vote i can vote for whoever the, whoever the hell i want to vote and what democrats have to stop doing is shaming people for not voting go ahead um i mean i literally just said right before that if you don't vote that you're you don't deserve anything what i mean is judy encapsulated it perfectly is that she's going to be on the she's going to write on the ballot or she's going to put something on the ballot that's great um i am one of those people that started out everything as far as speaking out, you know, really loud in a very shame, um, 
Right. In a very shame navigation. And, and if I may, emotional. If oh, I may. Absolutely. If I, I literally may. wrote down, yeah. I highlighted emotional on this paper on the top right. Yeah. And it yeah. is true because my emotions are very, very, very strong. And sometimes right. my emotions are become foggy and they don't yep. get to a- They get in the way. Yeah, a very structured um, navigation and opinion. So sometimes I just, I just let the emotions take over and I'm not like- you know, like you always tell me all the time is just focus, re, you know, regain focus or um, retrain your focus. So, yeah, real, real quick, I, I want to read you a comment. I want to read you a comment. I want you to speak on this based on what I just said, because what I just said was, is that I've said that racists, I, I said the Democrats are just as racist as Republicans. Right. That's that is that is that's what I meant. And I have a comment who says uh, tuned out when when you meaning me, I'm, I'm going to go take credit for that accuse the democrats of being racist when the republicans are literally nazis i want you to speak on that yeah um hey lawrence um lawrence miller i will absolutely um help you tune back in um i hope i can um no there are racist democrats and the difference between um republican racists and democrat racists is that republicans are secretive they have a whole entire fucking secret organization underneath the system of america that is continuously running like water through pipes whereas their bottom line right whereas democrat racists they don't realize and they're they think that they're just because they have the progressive label means that they can't be racist come on hey come on now i absolutely know and I believe in white responsibility and taking accountability. I know for a fact, as a Democrat and as a progressive, I have been racist and I Come still sometimes miss the mark. So Come on, baby. I'm not yelling at you, Lawrence. I, I have no uh, malevolence towards you. That's what he means, is that there are Democrats that are racist and they don't even realize it. And we need to call that out. And even more so, when you don't realize that the racism is happening, that makes you more racist as far oh, as absolutely. I'm concerned. I'm speaking blind, my truth. Blind because because you're being blind. You're being blind to racism. And you're, and you're saying, no, 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 we're Democrats. We all love. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And no, you don't. You're, almost, you're admitting it as you're talking. Like, as you're talking. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll never forget the conversations that I had. The reason why I said I, I'm not voting for, for Biden is because Trump doesn't scare me. Racism scares me. There has been eight black boys that have been hung from trees in the last two months, and they've all been deemed suicide. And when I bring that argument up, Democrats, for the most part, will say, yeah, but we can't have Trump. Understand. Okay. Listen to what I just said. Yeah. There have been eight black boys, eight black boys that have been hung from trees and they've all been deemed suicide. And you talking about Trump. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Understand that that is the problem. That is the problem. And that's where Democrats need to realize that, like, you don't care about black lives. No, you don't. You don't. No. You don't. And, 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 and listen, it is what it is. Like, I, I'm not going to I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that just is what it is. And so, you know, that, that's all I got to say. Uh, final thoughts on this topic, Austin, go. Um, okay, wait, hold on. So I, I wrote it down. Um, so I, I'm, it's going to sound like I'm off a of script, but. No, no, um, final thoughts, go. I think this is going to be like the all lives matter statement, but I don't mean it that way because fuck that statement. Just speak but, the truth. But um, this really does have to be a social social congregation and we all have to travel together, meaning when one is in trouble, we travel with them and we get them heard. When one is hurt, we all should help them heal. And I think that we have, as far as Kamala Harris, she is someone who travels with people, no matter what her record is, no matter how much um, 
you know, wrong she's done. And I validate that we, she travels and we have to take that example. Black women always, always does not matter. They always fight to make sure people heal and they always fight their mental health to make sure everyone else is better. We have to protect her. Oh. Very well said. Oh, guys, stop. <laughs> I really mean it though. Like from the bottom of my heart. That's so true. All right, we're going to play three things. Uh, Taylor, how do we play three things? Austin, have you ever played three things with us before? Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> well, sound more excited about it. I, I was, I loved what you guys did. I was a disaster the last time I played. So, oh, well, now you have to redeem yourself. Go ahead. So, we'll give the notes for the audience. So, we're going to go through three questions. The first one is uh, What went oh, well for you today? Such a good show. The second question is What could have gone better? And the last question, <laughs> we're gonna take. Oh, oh, that that is that is that is that is Miss Shay. Shay, I love. We're gonna take it. Shay, how you doing, baby? You got you got you got one minute, baby. Speak your truth. Go. So, um, has anyone talked about WAP at all? <laughs> Austin, what are your oh, thoughts on the WAP? I will encapsulate it very quickly. <laughs> okay. Very about that real quick thank you shay we're gonna talk about that right shay you got you got 20 seconds tell us what your thoughts are about wap now 20 seconds go oh i got like everything i ever needed and more like hot girl summer was here when cardi brought it with megan like yeah i'm in love with you shay thank you baby <laughs> <laughs> go ahead speak on wap real quick Oh, very quickly. Um, we needed it. Yes to Cardi and Meg. And um, if you have a problem with wet ass pussy, but you're screaming slob my knob every Come second. On. Hey, you better wake the hell up. This needs to be, this needs to happen more. End so we're, we're going to talk about that next week. We're going to bring a woman on to talk about that. I Austin was was going to be our, our WAP segment, but actually I wanted Austin to speak on Kamala. And uh, we're going to bring a woman on to speak about WAP. Okay, should, Austin, three things, go. All right. So, <laughs> what, well, went, well, yeah, what went well? What could have gone better today? And your, what are you excited about for tomorrow, this weekend, or just in the upcoming next yes. seven days? So, uh, we'll start it off and, we'll start, and, you'll, and, finish and, and off. you'll finish it off. Okay. 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 But anybody, all of our audience, as we ask the question, as we go through it, put Please in your put answers. In the comments. Put the in comments. the comments. First thing is, what went well for you? What what could have been better? And then, what's, what are you excited about tomorrow? I want to start. Um, what went well for me today? You know what went well for me today, man, is uh, is this fucking show. You know, I just I just was super super excited. I did a lot of uh, did a lot of uh, uh, I changed a lot of the graphics. I made all new graphics today for the show. Did all new advertising. I met with all three callers today. We all did like dry runs, and it was like super cool. And I'm just in love with what happened tonight. It was super super exactly the direction that Call in America wants to go. I'm so excited to do these videos. That's my that's my what I'm excited about for tomorrow. Is I'm excited to to break these videos down and like make them into smaller segments and like put those out there. And a missed opportunity for me today would just be um not having more fun on the show i'm in love with this go ahead Tech. so uh what went well today i would also say the show it's a it's a different format i love the backgrounds that you know my husband has put into it i love the guests it's been some of our best discussions oh, that we've had amazing um, and i think that what i'm ex um 
what I think is going to happen is that these conversations are going to continue going on even after the show is done. So um, what could have gone better? I'm not sure if you guys saw it, but I spilled an entire drink over here. And it went everywhere. <laughs> an, entire segment, an entire drink. Over the computer drink. and everything. Like, and it, like my refill drink too. So it's just, it's everywhere. So I'm sticky. I'm messy. <laughs> my computer's uh, fucked. But yeah. My okay. phone. I don't even know. <laughs> Um, and then what I'm excited about for tomorrow or this weekend is my sister's in town and she, uh, she's visiting from the East coast. So I can't wait to see her. Austin, what, what it went well for you today? What's a missed opportunity? And what are you excited about coming up in the future? Go, the floor is yours. Um, what really went well is typically in situations like this, I get extreme. This is not a performance, but I get extreme performance anxiety and I was super, super, super calm. I got to give myself credit. Yes. Um, yes. Because I, could have just said, I don't want to do it, but I, I, I challenged Handling. myself. Um, and two, uh, or what, what thing could I, I guess, improved on or what could have been better? Um, uh, man, I, I guess I could have gotten up earlier or like I could have been more prepared. It's a thing. It's a thing. Um, I think I, I rely on procrastination a lot, but I could have gotten, um, up earlier and been more prepared. Yeah. Um, and then what I'm excited for is, um, uh, you know, joint, continuing discussion, continuing conversation. And then I also am recording my podcast going forward. Tell so. them where they can find you, baby. Tell them all about your shit. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, my podcast is called Spare Me White People. Um, and you can find me literally on any platform. It's just at Spare Me Podcast. Um, and that's where you can find me. Hey, Austin. My mother said you did beautiful. Oh, Lola. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, if you got the Lola Harper uh, credit or approval, I barely get that. So, you know, you, you just, you, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. My mom is going to call me now after the show. So, yikes. <laughs> Austin, thank you so much, baby. We're going to take you off, boo. Thank you. Okay, I, love thank you. you. I, love I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Love you. Bye, baby. So here we are. We're at the end of we're the at the end, end of, of our show, man. Final thoughts, Tay. I uh, I think that um, Brent did an amazing job. I love his God, story. Brent was and his awesome. Insights. Sexy um, black man. I think that Maddie is always a joy to talk to. I think he's so. Maddie was fantastic. Maddie was fantastic. Brent was fantastic. Yeah, and then I think Austin brings such a refreshness to the perspective it. and just Nailed looks at it. things that you know maybe I haven't seen. And I love the conversation. I love his notes that he took too, just yeah. the, the pages yeah. and pages. So. We had very three different people that all brought very three very different perspectives. Different perspectives. I feel like a lot of the conversations were reliant on one another, right? They weren't independent of one another. They they continued to flow from the beginning. So let's take like to a the minute end. and talk about the show. Like we changed it up today. Like I, I, here's here's what I think that is going to go happen going forward. When you call in, you get you get to make your statement or your question, and then that's it. And then we get to speak on it. I think that's what it is. I, I think we're going to take out the the conversation piece until we can figure out how they can all hear each other because we don't have it to where the, the guests can hear the call. Well, they can hear the caller, but the caller can't hear the guest. And we got some IT work to do. We'll we got that. some IT work to do, but as of now, I kind of like the idea of the caller calling in and say, Hey, this is what I want to know. This is blah, blah, And then we speak on it. I think that's really, really great. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the show? I just thought it was great. Ending statement. Uh, my, my final statement is that is that we that dialogue is, is the most important thing that we could have right now. And in conversating is so important. And um, I just think that we just we just need to continue to have guests on the show that have differences of opinion and we need to continue this dialogue. So I'm in love with it. Yeah. So uh, 
I don't know, police suck, Kamala rules, and whap it in, whap it out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kelvin. I'm Taylor. And that is our show. Thank you for tuning in to the Call on America podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now Periscope. The Call on America podcast is brought to you by the Projects Division of YBS Pros and produced by Y Podcast. Tomorrow's solutions today.